Hello and welcome everybody to this episode of Sustainability Street. My name is Becky Toll, owner-manager of Crowbury Consulting Limited and today's episode um, is going to be focusing on the value of certification services for sustainability. I'd like to welcome our special guest, Curtis Thornton, sales executive from SGS to the podcast. Welcome, Curtis. Hello, Becky. How are you doing? You okay? I'm great, thank you. How are you? (laughs) Very good, thank you. Very good. And thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, And our listeners um, might not be um, aware of, you know, just exactly what SGS um, do, Curtis. Would you give us a bit of a, you know, an overview of of what your company actually does yeah absolutely absolutely so uh, sgs we are well our official slogan is that we were the world leading certification inspection testing and verification company okay and, and what that essentially means is that we well the business line that i work in specifically is iso certification so um, management yeah so management systems basically so we, uh, we well, for myself, my role is the sales executive. So I work with new clients who are looking to attain ISO certification, um, so management system certification, and also existing clients that we work with who may need uh, an extension to scope or maybe a new standard. Um, when I say standard, that is the ISO certification. So, for example, uh, the topic of today is sustainability. Yep. So th- there's various standards surrounding ISO, uh, various standards surrounding sustainability, such as ISO 14001, which is environmental management systems. Um, but yeah, th- there's an awful lot of uh, array of different standards for management systems. But of course, uh, we, there is also different areas of businesses, different areas that we can help companies with for their various needs as well within different areas. Amazing. And thanks for explaining that, Curtis. So the world's biggest uh, independent testing and verification certification body. Pretty big then. Um, and for our, <laughs> for our listeners, um, you know, we have other podcasts in the in the series on ISO systems. It's almost like the, the cherry on top of the cake, isn't it? Going for certification and having, you know, an independent body um, or an independent audit um, from an organization such as yourselves. And can you just define for our listeners, you know, what what do you actually mean by certification? Um, is there a nice way of summing that up um, effectively? Yeah, absolutely. So when we talk about certification, what that means is, and you actually said it yourself, Becky, that we are the third party certification body. So we're independent from any other organization. And our role is to come in and audit a company or um, your organization against the requirements of a specific ISO. So when we're talking about certification, what that means is that we will come in and audit you against a certain criteria. And as long as you meet that criteria and you pass the criteria, you would then be certified against the standard that you have been audited against. Okay. Okay. And this might sound an obvious question, but I'm sure our listeners would be interested to know in terms of the benefit and the added value of being certified to a management system, as opposed to not being certified, is there, is there a nice way of kind of capturing that? benefit Curtis or or is it too hard to explain (laughs) (laughs) no no not at all absolutely it it depends on really what you define as value within your organization Mm. 
Now, the easiest way, or sorry, the most common way that people determine value from a certification point of view within a company is what's going to be the return for me getting this ISO, let's say environmental management system, so ISO 14001. One of the main reasons that companies and organizations typically go down the route of certification is because they have been asked for it on a tender, for example. So, yeah, so we're seeing that more and more and more companies, especially in this day and age where sustainability, of course, is a very hot topic. Companies are now wanting to work with other organizations within their supply chain who have a commitment to the environment, a commitment to sustainability, and obviously a commitment to uh, improving that the world we live in, essentially. So really, the, the value that you can get just from a top level perspective, um, if you look at it from a business perspective, would mm. purely be that you open up new doors to actually gain new business because you're actually certified. Fantastic. So for our listeners, lots of lovely benefits and lots of added value um, coming forward for that certification process. And and Curtis, I mean, this might be, you know, the hundred million dollar question, but how much does it cost um, to go through certification? Is there a, a sort of defined answer to that or is it a variable? You know, what sort of costs are involved? Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, there, it isn't a fixed value. So the cost ultimately that just depends on the size of your organization. So one of the most, well, the easiest way within uh, from an ISO perspective to determine how much audit time is needed on site would, well, at least a starting point would be how many employees does this company have in their organization? Because naturally, that the higher amount of uh, uh, employees that you have, that would uh, that could potentially dictate that um, you would need to have more audit time um, against a certain standard. Now, in terms of how much it costs, there's also variables, including depending on what you do. So naturally, if, if you work in an office environment, for example, that's a, a low risk environment and um it's not it, it won't take as long to audit than if we were going to a manufacturing site for example so all these are taken into consideration when we determine how much it costs to be certified if we for example have let's say a small organization listening to this podcast today maybe less than 10 people then typically typically what you'd expect would be an audit varying from two to three days um, for an initial audit and then subsequently for the annual audits, uh, one day annually. Um, however, of course, that does just depend on a number of different factors, but that's just to give people a guideline. And, and then finally, just in terms of cost, we work off a day rate. So we have an all include, well, at least for SGS, we do have an all inclusive day rate. And that day rate um, incorporates everything from travel for the auditor, management, yeah. fee, management fee of your contract, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So they could get a budget, indicative budget by contacting you for a quote. You would put that day rate into the quote and then they can sort of plan the budgets um, around those costs. And just for um, clarity as well for our listeners, the the certification cycle, it's not a one off, is it, Curtis? There's like a sort of it's like a clock. You come back around again, don't you? <laughs> yes yes you can't get rid of us i'm afraid <laughs> no, I'm so we we do work off uh, well iso certification works off a three-year cycle and basically how that works is that the first year when we would come in and audit yourselves 
it's actually split up into two parts. So you'd have a stage one and then a stage two. Now, the stage one, that is what we call a, a preparedness review. So if you can just imagine us sitting like we're doing now almost because a lot of audits are still being conducted remotely, we would, the auditor would sit down with yourselves either in an office or remotely for the stage one and just go through your management system and make sure that you're sufficiently prepared for the stage two, which is the on-site assessment, basically. Um, now, the stage two is where is that's where we the auditor would do a physical audit of your processes and your procedures. Just to make sure that you're complying to the standard. Um, and that's the first year. And then in subsequent years, as you said, Becky, we, we do come once a year after that, just to make sure that you're still conforming to the standard and you still got uh, processes and procedures in place. Um, and it's really for your benefit just to make sure that you're still um, doing what you say you're doing from a, from a, or depending on which standard that you're certified to. Absolutely. So the audit body will come back round, like you say, once a year, or in some cases you might opt for twice a year. I've heard companies have six monthlies. Is that still a thing, Curtis? Or Yes, yep, it's still a thing. We we have found that a lot of companies now, um, they do prefer to have annual visits. Uh, however, that, that's just from an SGS perspective, of course. You can actually have six monthly audits if you wish. Um, we, we do have companies or organisations that we work with that have six monthly audits because they prefer to be kept on their toes on a more frequent <laughs> basis. <laughs> I see. So uh, each to their um, own. And like you say, it's a, a three-year cycle, isn't it, for, for yes. certification? So does the clock effectively start again year four? Um, and you'd have to budget the, the for the for the for the next three year cycle. Is that correct? Or yes, yeah, absolutely. So how it would work? Would you have your initial audit year one, and mm. then you'd have um, a surveillance visit? We call them a surveillance visit in year two, and then year three. And then when you get to year four, we would do something called a recertification, which is essentially a slightly longer audit. But it just uh, the reason why it's slightly longer is that we go through the whole management system again just to make sure that you're conforming to the standard. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I think that's incredibly clear. Um, and also you've kind of touched on my next question, which was about around timescales for the process. But one of the things I think we could just briefly touch on is, you know, the application process as well, Curtis. If there's someone out there that's thinking about, you know, achieving an ISO for sustainability um, and wants to contact yourselves, um, how, how long does it typically take, you know, from filling out the original application form to, to get into that stage one audit, if you like? Yeah, so it's it's a question that I get asked quite a lot, to be fair. Um, and the the time scales does vary from in uh, from organisation to organisation. So if you, for example, already let's just go from the very start. So you have no management system in place. Um, you've just heard of ISO, but you do need to attain it or do need to achieve it because you've uh, it's come up on a tender, for example. So we'll go off that basis. Once you've made an initial inquiry with ourselves, and then I've, I would send a quotation out pretty much straight away within the next uh, 24 to 48 hours or even less in most circumstances. After that point, if you're happy to go ahead with it, then you sign the proposal. And in between the signing of the, the proposal and actually having a stage one, that is your opportunity to start implementing the standard, essentially, or implementing the system, sorry. Um, how long that will take will depend on the resources that you have available, um, how urgent it is in terms of up your, how, um, how high up your priority list it is. Uh, but I'd probably say 
average would maybe be three to six months to get from um, from nothing to a stage one. And then from a stage one to a stage two, typically it's um, max, I'd say another three months. So we have seen organizations that have come to ourselves from scratch and actually got certification within six months. Um, but there's also, I'd say it's probably more reasonable to say that nine months to a year um, would be would be feasible depending on the size of your organization really. That's a fantastic answer. I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate that, Curtis. Thank you so much. And while we're on the subject of certification, I think we do need to demystify the difference between accreditation and certification, um, because a lot of people do get these two things mixed up. Um, and I don't know if you'd like to just explain, you know, what is the role of the accreditation body, which in the UK is UCAS, um, as opposed to certification bodies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it is a, a common misconception, but it's, it's one that's easily uh, missed. Certainly when I started with the business, it, um, it took, took me a while to get my head around it as well. But the, the, basically the SGS, we are a certification body. Now, there are certification bodies which are UCAS accredited and there's also certification bodies which are non-UCAS accredited. So when uh, so it's actually UCAS's role to determine who they uh, deem acceptable to be an accredited certification body so their role essentially is to audit ourselves um, and it, it's basically to make sure that we are uh, conducting a competent audit and it's to make sure that we're actually doing what we're meant to be doing whilst we're on site as well um, I mean there's, there's so many different uh, benefits of having a UCAS certification body but I think probably one of the most important things that I see is that it does significantly reduce the risk to yourselves and the organization that you're with so if we just very briefly use an example of health and safety for example iso 45001 um, health and safety certification if you're using a ucas certification body one of the requirements is that an auditor well for any for actually for any standard that you're audited against the one of the requirements is that they you have to have a competent auditor sent to your sent to your site and an auditor which is competent within your industry now once you have once you have an auditor on site who knows what they're meant to be looking at they know the risks that are present as well and then they're going to be do, they're going to actually be carrying out a competent audit you can see then that they they may well find things that one you may have missed but they're also going to find things that potentially a non ucas certification body would have missed as well because that auditor that they send may not actually be competent within that industry. Yeah, yeah. And this and the same actually goes for certificate. So for uh, sustainability as well. If if you haven't got an auditor who is competent within the industry of uh, sustain uh, within the realm of sustainability, then as you can imagine, that means then that the, the the certificate that you get will not actually have as much value. Sure. So it links really um, to reputation risk management, doesn't it, Curtis, having that UCAS um, badge, if you like, on on the certificate um, yeah. for, for the certification body. And, you know, a lot of investors now, um, ESG investors, socially responsible investment are looking for these, aren't they? That's become sort of like a hot, a hot potato item, isn't it, to have, you know, accredited certification body uh, management systems. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things whilst we've, we've gone back to shareholders and investors, 
that actually brings me around quite nicely to the other benefits and the value that certification can bring because when you actually attain certification apart from the fact that you'll then open up doors from tenders it also will significantly increase the confidence that shareholders and investors have in the organization because they can see that not only have you um, you've demonstrated that you've got a commitment to the environment if we use environmental management systems for example it also means that you're a credit uh, you're certified by a UCAS accredited body such as ourselves absolutely fantastic so thanks Kaz, so much you know we've we've covered such a lot of ground there <laughs> from you know what is a certification body uh you know what what are the costs involved what are the time scales you know we've looked at the expertise like you say the competency um of the auditors that you get via sgs um and looked really at you know the credibility um that's available through using you know a ucas accredited certification body um is there anything else that you'd like to add Curtis you know while we've got you on the podcast around the value on and the benefits of certification is there anything we might have missed you think or um yes actually (laughs) absolutely (laughs) one of the things I also wanted to touch on was just in terms of compliance and legal compliance because when you're when you go for again we're going to because we're on the theme of sustainability if we use um ISO 14001 environmental management systems as an example um one of the requirements within that standard is for the auditor well sorry for the company to keep up to date with the legislative legislative requirements and also the compliance related to the environment and we would come in and check those so it keeps it basically makes sure that you as an organization you're being legally compliant and that's obviously a massive benefit in itself because that means that you'll then have to have someone who's regularly checking up on it um, and then making sure that everything's up to date as well because at the end of the day environmental management systems and in fact other ISO systems as well they can reduce the risk for you to get fines or insurance costs or you know anything from uh, um, uh, you know going to court you know even as well so there is certainly that benefit um and yeah thanks thank uh, you i think our listeners will really uh feel the benefit of that thanks yeah uh, any any other points there that you want to add curtis on uh the, the value but the last thing that i'll touch on would just be in terms of the the people uh well within the organization so very much about um changing people's uh behavior and changing the culture within an organization as well because that can be typically one of the biggest roadblocks I see when it when organizations start to implement a management system is just changing that culture and changing that behavior. But once that starts to gradually change, not only will it mean on the high level that there's going to be potential um, cost savings in terms of streamlining streamlining processes and procedures, it also just means that there's going to be a safer working environment and also perhaps a more sustainable working environment, depending again on the ISO that you go for. Absolutely. No, that's amazing. Thank you, Curtis, for explaining again, culture change, you know, and the value that can bring behavior change. um, And also, like you say, compliance. So the, the kind of classic governance risk compliance triangle, isn't it? You know, the ISOs, 
can add a lot of benefit on, on those touch points. But having somebody like yourselves from SGS come in and do the independent certification audit and that process, like I say, it's a three year cycle, which great that you explain that for our listeners um, and that, you know, if you want to add um, ISOs to your collection, if we call it that, <laughs> um, I'm sure you're able to offer. Um, I mean, do, do you want to touch on that? Do SGS offer um, different ISO auditors for different ISOs or do, do you tend to get a one stop shop approach? How, how does that work on uh, multiple certifications? <laughs> so, yeah, so we that auditor wise, we tend to have auditors with what we call IMS auditors, which all that means is in, integrated management system auditors. So um, most of our auditors can do more than one standard. So um, some listeners may actually be familiar with quality management systems, so ISO 9001. Typically, what I see organizations doing nowadays is that they go for um, maybe two or three additional standards on top of that. So we can actually have auditors come in and do a management system audit against two, three standards, four or five standards. It does very much depend on, on the auditor. Uh, the, the standard nowadays is that an auditor can do two or three uh, ISO management system audits. Um, but even if you wanted to go for multiple standards within your organization for whatever needs, we do have, uh, well, typically what would happen is that you have an audit team that would uh, that would be present on site and then they can distribute the um, distribute it accordingly, essentially. Perfect. So SGS can help um, our listeners if you do have more than one ISO management system that you're looking for certification for. Um, you could, you know, effectively get buy one, get one free in terms of the auditor uh, with their knowledge, uh, skills and competency that they can bring to the table. Um, but also that could potentially reduce some of the costs, couldn't it, Curtis, if you're you're sending one person rather than two people, I guess. Yes, yes, it does. So, so how that works is that... <clears throat> When you integrate your management systems, naturally, they follow they follow a structure. They all follow a very similar structure. So Annex SL. And you'll see that if, if you do purchase a copy of the standard, one of the things you'll see is uh, Annex SL structure. And it's just the, the contents of the actual standard itself. Um, now, these standards, all of the, the, the core standards and the core being 9001, 14001, 45001, for example, they all follow the same structure. And the auditor, because they're multi-standard auditor, it means that they'll be able to look at the core elements at the same time, okay. even though they're for different yeah. standards. And obviously what that means is that they're not duplicating the work and it's going to save us time from an audit perspective, but also it's going to save the company or the organization time and cost as well, because uh, it's reduced the amount of time on the site. That's such a good explanation. Thank you again, Curtis, for that insight uh, into um, IMS, Integrated Management Systems. And again, for sustainability, uh, this is going to become much more popular, um, I'm sure, amongst our, our listeners on Sustainability Street. So I'd just like to thank Curtis Thornton again from uh, SGS, Sales Executive. Um, the link to uh, the SGS website will be in on podcast notes as well, if you want to take a look at the website, for coming along today and explaining what do we mean by certification, what's the value it can add, how long does it take to achieve? What's the costs? And some of the, the more sort of intangible things around reputation, risk, benefits, culture change, which has been so interesting. Um, thank you again, Curtis, for being our special guest uh, on Sustainability Street podcast. Thank you very much, Becky. It's a pleasure being on here. 
Oh, you're very welcome. And we'll make sure, obviously, your contact details, your email, go into our podcast notes description. Um, So if any of our listeners are considering going for a certified management system for sustainability, the various ISOs that we've chatted about today, please feel free to get in touch with Curtis uh, via his email address. Please also follow us on socials at Crowbury Consulting and Crowbury Energy on Twitter, LinkedIn, and also Instagram. And we hope that you'll be joining us again soon, listeners, for another podcast. If you've enjoyed this one, please leave us a good review and a thumbs up. And we look forward to uh, catching up with you all next time on Sustainability Street. <laughs>